Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Finding Your Peace. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. I'm a professional psychic. I'm a medium. I read the Akashic Records, which is past life information, and I do transformational life coaching. But the most important thing about finding your peace is that I'm here because I'm a spiritual teacher for the teachings of Jesus from A Course in Miracles. You may be new to the course. You may have recognized it years ago in the 90s from Marianne Williamson's book, Return to Love, which really brought the course principles uh, into the mainstream. And uh, whether you like Marianne or not is not the point. It's that it's a, it's a teaching of non-duality. And what does that mean? Non-duality, if you're not familiar with the Course in Miracles or other non-dual courses, is a way of looking at, we live in the world of duality. We look at good and bad, good and evil, hot and cold, uh, things that are opposites. And when you get to a place in your spiritual development where you... Um, where you want to find a better way, where you've maybe are, are awakening and there's a lot of spiritual awakening going on now. And it usually it's when it, you're out of your comfort zone. <laughs> usually you move forward when you've had a life change or something outside really, really radical, like what's going on in the world right now goes on. And you find that you need to uh, you need to ask for an inner teacher. You need to think about is there a higher power? All of that. Well, eventually everybody gets uh, home, as Jesus would say, which is to the experience of heaven. Which we think we have wrongly thought that you know we die and we go to heaven. I'm a medium. I can tell you that that's not the case. Uh, so let me catch you up just a little bit with the Course in Miracles that I did in the first episode, which was called, Where is My Peace and How Do I Find It? Uh, your peace is within you. And the first show we talked about, uh, we look everywhere on the outside for it, don't we? Because we just think if we get a better job, a better relationship, more money, uh, better health, that things will change. And it's never the case because, like Jesus says in the Course in Miracles, what brings you joy will one day bring you sorrow. If you live long enough, that's true because your health changes, finances change, um, you, you know, people die. And you and you suffer loss. So uh, I shared a little bit in the first sh show. Uh, where is my peace and how do I find it? Because I had been on a spiritual journey with all these psychic and mediumship gifts, and I was a, I was in communication and still am with the Galactic Brotherhood of Light, the angelic realm, the ascended masters. Uh, I was a full light channel for a, a light body. I was a full body channel. And for a member of the Devic community, for those of you who don't know, it doesn't matter, but they're the small people, the ones that are responsible for stewarding the light frequency for the plants. <clears throat> and uh, so I was fully plugged in, if you want to say I came fully loaded. <laughs> but um, none of that mattered eventually, because at age 33, I asked God, what is the deal? How I'm seeking I'm seeking to awaken and to come to Christ consciousness. And I wasn't completely clear with that was that was love everybody like yourself. 
and I just couldn't seem to do it. And I said to God at 33, how do I find security, safety, and peace and stability in a world that's ever changing? I don't know how to do this. And I'm really working my tail feathers off out here and I need some help. So I immediately got guidance and I was sent away from my family for quite a long time, which was very hard on all of us and hard to explain. And I was joined with a lot of other people who are also awakening. And I woke up and I began to awaken in the 80s, although I had had my spiritual gifts all my life. And then I had a reawakening in the 80s. And uh, what I found was I was led on a journey to release my ego. And when I met my spiritual mentor, mentor, she was very big on fear and love. She had also been a course student and sorting out the difference between our fear thoughts and our love thoughts. So A Course in Miracles, as any non-dual teaching, you will have to learn that we are not the body. We are not the body. The body is an illusion. I talked about the fall, how Jesus says we had a tiny mad idea that we could be separate from God and we forgot to laugh. Now that sounds silly, but what, what that means is when you look away from the reality of who you are as, as divinity, as pure awareness, when you have that first thought, I, as in I am, that starts consciousness. Consciousness is not pure awareness. Consciousness is the beginning of ego. And a lot of people don't know that. But it's the beginning of thinking that you are separate entity from God and from each other. And it's just not true. So you spend millions of years wandering around trying to find that peace that you that you left, that you got cut off from. And that's what they call the fall. You got cut off from that connection. Uh, that is safety and security and peace. I told about, and then it, and it lasts eternally. It never wavers, no matter what the outer circumstances. I briefly told about my experiences of divine revelation after I started studying the Course in Miracles, and what that is is divine revelation. Jesus says He gives that to you when you're ready. Um, and some of you may have already had that in other lifetimes, but I really needed it in this lifetime. I was at a place that was very difficult. My dad was very sick and he was dying. I was his caregiver and I was at a tough place in my life. And and uh, I drove down to a nearby harbor on guidance and uh, I beseech God for an hour for everything that would help my outer circumstances that I thought would bring me peace, that I thought would, could I have money? Could I have a caregiver to help me? Could I have a day off? Uh, I was so exhausted. And um, in, the, in the twinkling of an eye, I heard an audible click in my head and everything went still. And I mean, still beyond what happened was I transcended the mind, not like the peace of the angels, which is wonderful, but it was a complete cessation of thought. And consequently, with no thought, there was no fear and there was a oneness with the creator. And I knew that that was heaven. I had subsequent other divine revelations and uh, continue to have experiences where I can see that this world is not real. This is an illusion. So that's the first episode. And I hope it brings you up to speed a little bit. The course is, uh, is a teaching. It's a mind retraining program from thoughts of fear to thoughts of love. And Jesus says, we do that with the miracle and a miracle, as he says, it is a change in perception. In other words, we're perceiving ourselves as a body and separate from each other. And that isn't real. And we need to perceive ourselves as at one with our source, because truly there's a part of us 
Holy Spirit, the voice for God, or you can call it your God self, that has never left the source. And we have like a fragment in uh, in the different dimensions and in the lower densities, like th- 3D. And the density is so heavy that we have a veil that comes over us and we forget our other lifetimes, our other dimensions, the galactic, the multidimensional experience. We forget that. And some say that's a good thing because you're only focused here to learn your lesson, but you only have one lesson. And that is that you could not possibly be separate from God. So this second episode is called, um, if they would change, I would be at peace. Who are they? All those people out there. And you know who I'm talking about. All those people out there who are driving you a little bit crazy or completely out of your mind. And it doesn't matter because there's only levels, Jesus says, in the illusion of a little bit crazy. He said, honestly, you're all mentally ill until your mind is healed. So your job here is to heal your mind through radical forgiveness. So we're going to talk today. I'm going to share a really powerful lesson from the course. I think it's uh, 183. I'm not sure. I will look it up for you because... um, if you're following a lot with lesson 134 in the workbook, if you are following along and you have purchased A Course in Miracles, or if you're already a student and you're just wanting to listen to the show to kind of reaffirm and, and we do it together, it makes it stronger every time you, I mean, practice makes perfect, doesn't it? You know, some people awaken spontaneously, but most of us, for most of us, it's a process. It just is. So uh, if they would change... <laughs> I would be at peace. Okay, well, that's the biggest con job in the world because once again, there is no world. There's nothing out there. A lot of course students explain that. That's a very big concept. What do you mean there's nothing out there? I can see my living room. I can see my body feels solid. They're speaking to me. They're not nice or they're wonderful, whatever it is. But a lot of course students explain what Jesus means by by using the um, analogy of a movie projector. If you go into a, a movie theater and you've got your popcorn and you get your seat and you're all ready to watch and the movie comes on and you look at the screen and you're thinking, well, wait a minute. I don't like that. I, she should have done that. I don't like that storyline. Why did that happen? And You wouldn't get out of your seat and go to the movie screen and start trying to change things that were on the screen. Why? Because it's impossible, isn't it? Well, it's the same thing in life, but you don't believe it. What you would have to do to change that movie is to go into the projector room, take that movie out and put a new movie in. And that is essentially what we are doing when we go from duality to the the misperception of duality to the true perception or there is no perception needed to the true reality of we are divine. We live eternally. We have this serial dream that goes on for millions of years. And I mean, really take that in because you're trapped for millions of years of dreaming, pain and suffering of being separate from God. You're going to experience during that journey, uh, loss and suffering and pain of all kinds, mental, emotional, physical, And this is a way out. And I I will tell you, Jesus says, and it's really true. You don't have to understand the course. Some people find it very hard. uh, It's very heady. And it's written in iambic pentameter, which is like Shakespeare. He did that for a reason. You'll see when you read it. But um, I'm I'm here on finding your peace to really kind of give you the cliff notes if if you if you like, because. There are just certain principles that you need to know, and it's just about repetition. And he said, you don't have to understand it. You don't even have to like it. 
but you do have to practice it because when you practice it and I'm living proof, you will see, and I have a caller today that's going to call in and, and share some of her experiences. She's been working with me for a while. She, she's been a client of mine. And uh, then she began to, I began to introduce a course in miracles in our readings and she had major breakthroughs and, and she's a, she gets it now. So she wants to share with you because today I'll give you the hardcore principles of what Jesus says, but don't be overwhelmed by it because there's a, he says, there's a reason why we can't forgive people. And he said, we have a twisted uh, thought of what forgiveness is. And he says, there's an easy fix for that. There's an easy correction. So I'm going to tell you about that today. Then I'm going to share some personal stories uh, so that you can see how I walked through the process. I mean, what do you do on a daily basis when you're confronted with somebody who's difficult or when somebody drops the ball on you and and you have, in my case, an abandonment issue that it popped up? How do you look at that? How do you use the course principles? So we'll talk about that. I also want to share with you that if you'd like to call in at any point, the line is open. I believe the number is a toll-free number. It's supposed to blow and one for Canada. And um you know, you can call for guidance. You can call to talk about the course. You can talk uh, about whatever you want, as long as that's on point here. But I'm always here to help you. And as well in private readings, if you really want to get down to business and move forward and find a way to find your peace and just plain feel happy. Happiness is the same as as feeling God because God wants our happiness because what is happier than feeling complete peace and security and safety and never a drop of fear? not a drop and it will last eternally. That's worth the bargain, isn't it? Of doing a little changing in our minds. So um, let me see here. Let me go on. Yeah. You know, it's a really, really heavy burden to try to change other people. And <laughs> if you've lived long enough, you probably figured out you can't, can you? Uh, uh-uh. nobody wants to, ch- nobody changes unless they want to. I mean, you can see the thought. And, and, and that's great. But here's what you have to really watch for. Are you seeding those thoughts, wanting people to change out of fear or out of love? Now, I'm going to repeat that because you've got to think about that. Most relationships, you know, are based on fear. Now, that's hard to believe. But we are all seeking to not feel alone. And the aloneness comes from our disconnect with our spirit. That's what it comes from. So we're hoping that bodies can join in friendship, in love, in lovemaking, whatever it is. It's all an action to try to reconnect with our divine source, that which Jesus says we never left. He says we are safe at home with God, dreaming of our exile. I mean, seriously, take that in. We're not even here. He said this isn't your home. And when you awaken, you will find sort of like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, you know, she went to Oz during a hurricane or tornado and had to lions and tigers and bears had to deal with all of her fears and was going for God, the wizard, only to find out he was a sham because he was outside of herself. And when she, the good witch came and she clicked her ruby slippers, she found that what she was looking for was within her all the time. The Wizard of Oz is an ascension story. It, it, it actually is. And um, it's a good one. And so what is within you that you're seeking is, is within you. So how can it be that if you could get them straight, you would be at peace when your peace is within you? It's an illusion, isn't it? It's an illusion. Now, that's hard to get your mind around. 
if you have been, particularly if you've been traumatized, you know, if something really, really difficult has happened to you, if you've been abandoned, if you've been physically or emotionally or mentally abused, that's very hard to think, why would I be dreaming that dream of separation? But sweeties, it's because everybody dreams that dream of separation. Jesus says in the course, you know, you come in thinking that you're completely separate from your thoughts. But in truth, you've brought them forward from the last dream that you had. In uh, episode number one, if you go back and listen to my story, I have a rather unusual story for by most people's accounting. Because when I came in, I was hovering above my the house that I was going to incarnate in. And I was thinking about my last lifetime in Nazi Germany. And so I was uh, awake to that. And, and it's, but I didn't realize it's a serial dream. I just was in it and I thought, Oh God, here we go again. And, um, you know, it's just important that you can stop and you can understand that we are dreaming, even as a medium, I can tell you when, People leave the body in in physical death when they let let the body go, their spirit moves out. But when I'm in communication and mediumship, I'm talking to the person and they're more conscious because they're more generally way more awake and have a bigger view than they did when they were in the body because of the veil in 3D. But they still are dreaming and they don't really know it. Very few people, unless you're an ascended master like Jesus was, or those that I've been in contact with, Mother Mary, um, St. Germain, uh, the Order of Melchizedek, other other ascended masters that have walked the planet or walked on as uh, in separation, even if it's been multidimensional and they've walked uh, on another planet um, because we are a multidimensional. Um, you're only an ascended master when you've healed your mind and you've let go of every single bit of your ego. And that is what we're here to do here, uh, here. That's what, that's what the course in miracles is about. Any teaching of non-duality any in the East, they have a lot of, a lot of teachers that, um, they tell you the same thing, your pure awareness, Eckhart Tolle, if you're, if you're familiar with him, I had a, a, the great pleasure of meeting him very early on, way before he was famous, he was part of my spiritual journey, I love him, and he has been set out in the world to teach about presence, you are the presence, you're not the pain body, you're not your ego, so let's get into it a little bit here, I, um, it, as I said, it's a terrible burden to, to try to change other people, because it doesn't work, and you're just going to get more and more frustrated. And then you're not going to know how to find your way. And, and, and that is, that is hard. So let's see where I want to start. I did a workshop, uh, oh, several years ago, and it was called change your mind, change your life. And, uh, I had, uh, it was small. I had about five or six gals come and some were old clients and some were new. Some I didn't know. And I told them to bring a, a pen and paper to the class. It was a two-hour workshop. And it was based on the Course in Miracles. And some of my clients had heard me speak about the course in their readings. And they were interested because they wanted to go farther. You know, they realized there was something here. And so the first thing we did after we had a meditation was, and joined our energy was we sat down and I said, first question, please answer this. What or who has to, whom has to change to make me happy? And Instantly, everybody <laughs> knew exactly who that was or, you know, who was going to have to change so that they could be happy. And they wrote like crazy. 
But before they even got started, one lady piped up and said, well, my husband, my husband, if he just gets straight, everything would be fine. He is so crazy. And she went on and on and on. And everybody collapsed in laughter because she absolutely knew if she could get her husband straight, everything would be just groovy, you know. And so we had a good laugh about that. And then everybody else set to work on who it was that had to change to make them happy. And it took them all of about 10 seconds to write that because we know don't we in the tip of your mind if I ask you and it's part of your homework today if you want to do some homework who crosses your mind we're going to do a little exercise in a little minute here uh who crosses your mind if you're driving you can do this but don't <laughs> don't concentrate on it now take it home with you uh who crosses your mind right off the bat that it's done you done you wrong and and you know who who they are Right. And it can be a little grievance. It can be like something that's aggravating or it can be something that was really traumatic for you. And it doesn't matter because if you feel your body contract, that's your ego. And that's the place at where you're not seeing clearly. So we uh, we went around the room and the first lady said, well, if my mother she's elderly and she has become kind of a burden uh, to my husband and I, because she is not independent. She's not independent. And if God, you know, I mean, we, we take her everywhere with us. And if she, she'd have a happier life, if she could just meet some friends on her own, she's in an assisted living, but she just doesn't do well. And uh, so uh, her mother needed to change. The next lady said, my boss is not seeing me. Uh, I work really hard and he's not seeing me. So if he would change, you know, things would get better in me. The third lady said, uh, if my boyfriend would commit, if my boyfriend would commit, we've been together forever and he won't commit and take it to the next level. He won't, he won't move along. Things would be fine. We came to the last woman in the circle. Of course, we, we got the woman and her husband, <laughs> the crazy husband. But the last lady said, I said, who needs change for you to be happy? And she said, nobody. Nobody needs to change. I already know that it's within me. And I said, gold star, why are you here? And she said, well, I know this intellectually, but I don't know how to put this into practice. So, and that's true. You can grasp the concept, like what we're talking about with these concepts today with there is no world and we're not the body. But until you put it into practice, which is what Jesus says, you, you don't have to like it. You don't have to understand it, but you do have to practice it to make it real for you. Because when you do, the mind and the ego and those stories that are stored in the subconscious, what I call the Akashic Records, but it's in our individual and collective subconscious, our memories are nothing more than dreams that have been dreamed that are experiencing pain and suffering of some sort. Some lifetimes are relatively happy, but there's always a glitch, isn't there? And you always get sick and die or leave and or experience loss. So she said, I've come because, and I hope this will help you today. I've come because I want to put those things into practice so that I know what to do. I get it intellectually, but I don't know how to practice it. So that's what the that's what we're going to do today, hopefully by by telling you some of these stories. And I'll share some of mine, as I said, because uh, I had a lot of things come up. And obviously, because I'm really on the road to making this my very last lifetime, I've been assured by spirit that it is, but that means it's really doubling down for me, because I can't let anything pass. And uh, I have, I have had a, a he, uh, I have had a, an anger issue all my life. 
And um, I have found it almost impossible to forgive people and the world. And Jesus said that's because we have a twisted idea of forgiveness. He said, you think you're trying to forgive. Now, this is the whole key of the lesson. You think that you're trying to forgive, you know, what's going on out there. And it's really hard to say, well, that wasn't right. And I don't want to forgive it. But he said, that's not that's not it. He said, there's an easy fix for this. He said, you're never asked to forgive what's true. Truth does not need pardon. Now, what does that mean? What's true? What's true is that we're innocent, we're holy, and we live eternally as a divine son of God. We are part of the mind of God and we have forgotten. So that part truly does not need forgiveness. And that's the part you have to practice until you remember that who we really are. You are eternal spirit. You're innocent and holy and you're dreaming this. You wouldn't fault yourself. He said, there's an easy fix. He said, every time you are tempted to think of your brother and all the sins, all the evil things he's done to you, whether it's evil or it's just annoying, it's all the same. Uh, because you're not at peace. That's why he said, every time that you feel that way, ask yourself, would I accuse myself of doing this? And what he's what he's asking you is, would I accuse my innocent and holy self of 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 of, of sin when all I've done is dream a dream of separation? And the answer is no. Why would you do that? If you're innocent and holy and you really start to know that you are, you wouldn't accuse yourself of dreaming any more than when you woke up in the morning, you'd be mad at yourself that you dreamed a nightmare. You simply wouldn't do that. You just say the lights are on, right? So this is the whole thing about this lesson in particular is that you can't forgive many times because you're making the dream real. And it's very hard. You know, Eckhart said something the other day. Uh, he said, uh, you know, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you and people and, 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 and love your brother as yourself. But he said, it's very hard to love your brother as yourself when you haven't already reached the kingdom within you, because the ego keeps popping up. Yes, but they did that. Have you ever muttered under your breath? Oh man, I really have. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, when I came here and I realized that I had reincarnated at about age two and a half, and I was very angry with God for sending me back. I didn't realize that I sent me back. I sent me back because my mind wasn't healed. I had more to learn. And I just, you just come back. You just end up dropping down in vibration and you cast another body. That's why I say, uh, if you want the nightmare to end and find the peace within you, this is this is how you do it. Forgiveness in the Course in Miracles is radical forgiveness. It's not the, the human kind. It is forgiving the entire dream. And when you say over and over again, you know, this isn't real. And I know who I am and I know who we are. And I'm going to stay with that. And you keep re, you keep returning to that. Put it on your mirror, you know. I am innocent and holy. I, uh, Sandy is on the line and we'll, we'll talk to her in just a minute. Uh, but I want to tell you a, 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 another story or two. Um, sin isn't real. Sin, he said, is not something to be punished. It's an error in thinking. He said it's an error to be corrected. And we want, we think we're being asked to forgive sin. 
especially what's going on in the world right now. How can I forgive those people? It's atrocious what's going on. But it's not real. And you can't forgive the dream, but you can forgive. There's nothing to forgive when you realize who we really are. We're dreaming it. So truth does not need pardon. It does not need pardon. Jesus says when people are self-accusing and mad with guilt, he says to them, my brother, what you think is not the truth. Dreams of guilt cannot stand in truth. He says the strength of pardon is in honesty, which is so uncorrupted that it sees illusions as illusions, not the truth. He said a simple way to find the door to true forgiveness and perceive it open wide and welcome is that when you're tempted to accuse someone of a sin in any form, do not allow your mind to dwell on what you think he did. This is self-deception. He said, ask instead, would I accuse myself of doing this? I've already said that, but would I accuse myself of doing this? So today or in your practice until we meet again, every time someone pops up on the outside that you think needs your wisdom to get them straight, realize they're dreaming a dream of separation. And obviously you are too, if you're still thinking that. So you want to say, you know, the truth is innocence and the truth is innocence. And that's the only thing there is. And he says this, and I love this forgiveness stands between illusion and the truth. He said, it's a bridge. He said, uh, between the world you see and what lies beyond, because between the hell of guilt and heaven's gate is the bridge of forgiveness. Those are beautiful words, but it's true. He said, all dreams of hatred and evil that have terrified the dreamer when he gently awakens, understands what he saw was never there. And now he cannot feel that all escape has been denied him. He doesn't have to fight to save himself. He said it, forgiveness has to be practiced because it's alien to the world we live in. And yet forgiveness is a thing that joins your mind with the reality in you, which is that you're innocent and holy. So, yeah. So, yeah, there again, he says, would I condemn myself for doing this? So hold on to that this week is your homework. Hold on to that. What I condemn myself. Remember that you're innocent and holy. And he said, as you do this, and I've done this exercise, and it's really true. He said, notice the sense of lifting up and lightening up across your chest. I, re- I literally feel like I had an elephant on my chest. And when I began to forgive, it started to lift. It was incredible. It was palpable. It was tangible. It was visceral. It was incredible. So remember, sin is an error to be corrected, not punished. You know, there are no enemies in heaven. Think about that. There's, there's no enemies in heaven. You don't have to defend yourself in heaven. When you are one with God, when you are the pure awareness in the presence, and you have removed the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, that is when you will go home. And it will be a state of being, not a place. Although he says you will no longer have a body here on the planet because you won't need it. The body is cast for the purpose of time space of a lifetime, so that you can discern between your ego and let it go and and thoughts of love, which is real. Only love is real. So, you know, I never wanted to be here. And my issue was anger. And uh, my dad used to say he was an incredible businessman. And he used to say, you know, sis, you can't afford the luxury of getting angry in business. And I used to think, well, good for you. I mean, go on about your business because I can't hear you. And then I met my spiritual mentor and we were in Netherlands having dinner at a Chinese restaurant. And have you noticed every country in the world has a Chinese restaurant and it's always open? (laughs) I have no idea why that is. But we were sitting there having dinner and she said, you know, if you could get past your anger in this lifetime, you could go home. 
your anger is what's holding you up. And I told her with a few expletives uh, how I felt about that because I had absolutely no intention because my anger by God was justified in every way. This world is a nightmare and I don't like it and blah, 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 blah. And it was always about the principle of the thing with me. So my dad passed away in 2014. I I was there at his death and uh, trying to resuscitate him. And, uh, The next day, he was standing next to me with a guide. I could see them both in the room in their light bodies. And the guide said to me, so do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I had studied the course long enough at that point to say, oh, my God, I guess I'm busted. I can't go very much farther with this, can I? I'm going to have to get over it. And uh, so I thought, okay. So a couple of years passed and I tried to, I tried to, get with the course and and practice it and sometimes you have to read it a couple of of times you know and um and i had this abandonment issue and and so what's going to come up for you is whatever issue you've got that's unhealed people will bring that up that's the other thing when you look at people that are irritating you it's because you have a charge on it because it's something that's unhealed in your own mind and it's in your energy field or it wouldn't be happening because if you'd healed it They could go on about their business and be as crazy as all get out and you wouldn't care. It wouldn't pull on you. So what was going to come up for me was abandonment. I had seen in in some Akashic Records readings that the family that was very beloved to me in this lifetime had been in Egypt with me and been killed. And I had been sold into slavery in that entire lifetime. And uh, also, I hate the the heat and the desert. Can't stand it. Maybe I'll get over that. So... um, so I had uh, I had need of someone. I was kind of isolated. And, you know, I read for everybody. I do it professionally. So I was looking for someone to read for me that would be a friend that we could just talk back and forth with and, and read for each other. And Spirit told me to call this one lady that I had met casually. I had met her at a spiritual center. And um, I called her and she was open to the idea. And so we began to be friends, to be, forge a new friendship and began to read for each other. It was really great. And um, I was going through some bumpy times in my life and she would call me when I had to get up at six in the morning, which if anybody that knows me, I'm not a morning person. It was very hard on me. She'd call me 12 or one in the morning with little piddly things that were, you know, I guess pain is pain, but to me, it could have waited the rest of the day. So this went on for a while and I was so desperate for a friend that I just let it go. And um because I, I didn't want to be alone. See, I was willing to sell out my the love for me and get some sleep and, and tell her, listen, even if it ends the friendship, you can't be doing that. So I, uh, I held in there. And, and, and then one day I had uh, uh, I, I got fired from my job. And two days later, I ended up in the emergency room and I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I freaked out. Because, I mean, who wants a diagnosis? The doctor said, oh, your brain is filled with white spots. And I said, I want to talk to the neurologist that is saying this. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, he's busy. And they sent me home. And it took me over a month to find a doctor with a second opinion who said, you most certainly do not have that. But I had this financial crisis and I had uh, this health crisis all at the same time. And I called her, certain that she would be my friend. And she said, well, I only have 10 minutes for you on the way home. And by the way, I just don't want to deal with all this. So just don't call me anymore. Oh, well, okay. So uh, what came up for me was incredible abandonment and anger. And 
I, I railed at her from, you could have heard me on the moon and it went on long and it went on loud and it didn't do any, it didn't make me feel any better. It did for the moment because when you explode in anger and anger, by the way, is an attack thought. Jesus says, uh, you're never angry for the reason you think you are. That's kind of a big one, isn't it? He says, the reason you're angry is because you can't feel your source. Think about that. That's true. That's true. When I heard that, I went, wow. And that one probably helped me more than anything. But I had to, I knew that, you know, when my dad's guide had come that I was busted. I had to get over the anger. And and after having the divine revelation, I really wanted to because I was miserable every time that anger came up. And um, so I just kept working on it. I just kept knowing it's not real. And I just kept working the principles. And one day we, I went to an event, uh, a reading event, and she was seated across from me, like 10 feet, I mean, or less, directly facing me. <laughs> a joke, right? Directly facing me. I had to, we had to stare at each other all day, except that she would not acknowledge that I was in the room. She managed for eight hours to avoid my gaze. Incredible. And I had to think, okay, are you over it? Are you over it? Do you have any charge on this whatsoever? And you know, I didn't. I didn't. And we bumped into each other in the lobby. And I was able to greet her in kindness. And I was able to let it go. And I'll tell you what else that happens that I would I would say to you, that until your mind is completely healed, really put boundaries in place. But ask Holy Spirit how to do this because you don't want to put boundaries in place. Like, well, I'm never going to be your friend. I'm never, I'm going to cut you out. Nothing like that. If you're coming from fear or anger, that is not Holy Spirit giving you guidance. So I had to tune in and I asked. And what I understood was that my lesson was that I was never uh, abandoned unless I abandoned myself. And uh, spirit is is always with me because I am spirit. It's within me. God goes with you wherever you go because you are what is your pure awareness. So that was my illusion. I had reached out out of fear and was willing to throw myself under the bus time and time again to hold a friendship out of fear. I learned a lot and I learned to bless her for that. I learned to bless her for that. And this is what I'm offering you. This is a process, guys. I mean, unless you're just advanced enough to go, oh, I get it and be done with it. And I hope you're one of those. But I was not. And I still struggle every now and then anger will come up and I'll think, geez, I thought I cleared that. But it comes up in layers. So please don't beat yourself up. If you take the wrong road, you know, decide which road is going to get you to your goal. And, And if you cannot speak and wait until you can get in counsel with your inner teacher, Holy Spirit, and decide what to do. It only matters what's in your own mind. If it's love that you're coming from, you'll get the right answer and you'll know what to do with boundaries or taking an action or whatever. And you'll get to the point when you are one with all life and you don't need boundaries. But until you do, it's okay to have them, but you have to come from love. So let's take a call from Sandy. And uh, and then I will tell you that the next uh, episode in two weeks on Sunday is, uh, geez, I, I, I'm trying to think what the name of the title is, 
we're going to talk about um, the truth of who you are and why when you know who you are, it will save your life. I'm going to talk about uh, the ascension. There's so much going on about the fifth dimension and there's so much confusion. What is true spirituality? What is, uh, you know, all this multidimensionality, how we can easily, easily get lost with all the misinformation that's coming out right now. The difference between evolution and involution can save you a thousand years of the the illusory cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. So I'm going to talk about all of that, why it's so very, very important to really, really commit to who you are. So use this week in this episode to remember you're innocent and holy and everybody else is too. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks with that new topic. You can always get to me on ShellyJMiller.com if you want a private reading. Shelly S-H-E-L-L-Y, jmiller.com, if you want a reading or wanted to set up spiritual coaching. But let's go ahead and take uh, take a word from Sandy. This is a, a lovely lady who's had some great experiences. Hi, Shelly. Are you there? I am, Sandy. How are you, sweetheart? Hi. I'm, I'm great. Uh, just listening to your show here. And uh, thank you boy, for joining. Do I resonate with well thank you for having me it's my pleasure uh and and everything that you're talking about today has I've been through recently (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, we have we've been working together for for several months and and uh which has been pretty much a lifesaver for me because I I had plateaued and and just couldn't figure out and, and had been through many, many teachers and, and people to try and help me. And, and when I start, when I met you and you're so versed in the course of miracles that it's just kind of natural to, to put that out in your readings. And it was the first thing that really made sense to me. And, and then, you know, you, you've taught me different things and, and different lessons. And really when I started, um, putting them into practice, the change that happens so fast is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just felt stuck for so long. And, you know, the, you were speaking earlier about the, I am innocent and holy, and I'm not the body. I am the light. I am innocent and free. I'm so glad as God made me. And that is like my mantra. And yes. that gets me through so much when I'm feeling stuck, feeling down, when, you know, everything overtakes you, you're just like, what can I do? And you just, I just repeat that to myself until I feel the lift and it it just works. It does. Forgiveness topic this week, boy, um, a a small story that happened recently uh, with a coworker of mine, you know, we, He's strong-willed, I'm strong-willed, and and we both have our own departments, but he was just so upset with me over stuff, and just, and and the things that he was saying and doing just made me so angry, Mm -hmm. and I held on to this for a few weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, just to the point it was making me, me doubt myself and my position, and, and and one day I, I heard your voice in, in my mm-hmm. ear and, and said, you know, this is an illusion. And he is just separated. And I asked myself to, to just stop and, and step back and, and look at 
at him and I realized, you know, he's doing the best that he can. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he didn't <clears throat> understand where he, he was. He doesn't know what he's, he's doing. And I realized that I just pushed love at him and, and peace at him and all of that anger and resentment and depression that I was feeling about myself just went away. Wow. And I can look at him now. And even when he gets crazy, it's, it's just like, okay. So that release was life saving for me at that moment. Oh, that's beautiful. I am so glad. I think what I had told you in one of the readings and you, you mentioned it, but re- say it again for our listeners, isn't it? I am in It's from the course. I am uh, innocent yeah. and free. I am still as God, uh, as God created me. Is that right? Yeah. You, yes. I am not the body. Mm-hmm. This is what I say. Okay. And and I don't know if it's verbatim, but it's, I am not the body. I am the light. Mm-hmm. I am innocent and free just as still as God created me. Right. Exactly. You're still spirit. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. And we have to just keep going over and over again. I think repetition is the only way. And it's not the, I mean, some people wake up, do they just wake up laughing? Oh, wouldn't that be great? But that has not been my road. And I, and you're expressing that it hasn't been your road either. And uh, no. yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, because I think this is why I wanted people to know the hardcore principle is is what it is. And, and Jesus said, you know, we're, we're being asked to forgive what isn't true. And, you know, the illusion. I mean, it's really hard to forgive all that nasty stuff that's going on. But that is not what the truth is. And the truth doesn't doesn't require your pardon because there is there is nothing wrong. You know, that's non-duality in a, in a nutshell. And uh, did you have that uh, story about, uh, uh, and you don't have to share it, but uh, about ex-husband and we don't have a lot of time here, but if you have a few more minutes, uh, anything else you yeah. wanted to share uh, about when we you know, were able to clear that and how you felt about that? And Yeah, I'm um, uh, just real quick. It, you had told, you know, it. I'm sorry. I couldn't get over the fact that of what happened when we split and it'd been years and I'd, I'd clear something and then it'd, it'd come back and I'd clear it and I'd come back. And, and you had told me, you know, just send him love and, and peace and healing because he's innocent and free too. And I just thought, Oh, really? Okay. I don't believe that he's ever going to be innocent. And, free, but, and and, and it took me a while to be able to really get to it. But when things happen, you you know, you get desperate. So I just started pushing that at him. And, and then what, during one of our sessions, um, you know, I was really having a hard time. And, and you said, well, you're being too hard on yourself. And, and I was, because I was thinking, why am I not over this? So I'm beating myself up. And, and as we talked, I was able to forgive myself for Mm -hmm. not letting that go and, Mm -hmm. and realizing that had my divorce not happened, I wouldn't be where I was today, which is way better off in life and in spirit. And Mm -hmm. that whole sensation of, of shifting in that solar plex area happened Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we were both able to feel it. And, and ever since then, 
it's just been dynamic. So again, these course principles really, really work. They do, don't they? You just have to practice them yeah. over and over again. I think you even put that on your mirror at one point, didn't you? I'm innocent and free. I'm still I, as God created me. I did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I, I do it too. I, I I say them all day long when it comes up and I feel my ego go, oh, then I, I just say it again. And, and then it, it finally seeps in. Yeah, exactly. But you know what you said about uh, self-love is really important because the ego will love to keep you trapped in, in, in um, making you guilty. You know, oh, you're not doing well enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's coming up again. That's just your ego. That's why I said, <clears throat> if you don't choose the right way, Jesus says, choose again, beloved. I mean, just choose again. Don't go into the whole rigmarole of replaying the past because you really want to live in the now. And whatever you need will come up from your subconscious to clear. And if you will love yourself, that's why self-love is the key to self-mastery. Because you you have no more ego in it. If you can love yourself, like Eckhart Tolle was saying, if you can find the kingdom of God within you, well, then you can extend it to everybody else, can't you? I mean, you you found that when you let off of yourself, you you could extend that to your ex. It's what you're saying. I could and I did. And and it's been blissful ever since. Oh, that is just so wonderful. I I appreciate so much you sharing because I think, you know, like the lady that came to my workshop and said, I I already know that nobody else has to change, but I don't really know how how I know that and how when it comes up again, how do I, I mean, I've got it intellectually, but to actually feel it clear from the energy field uh, as it did that day when you and I were in session, we could feel in your solar plexus, this was lodged. And it was coming up again. It, it, it'll, it'll, uh, thought forms that are, uh, negative thought forms will, will lodge in the, in the body, which is what creates ill health and that kind of thing. Uh, and we'll talk about that in the next episode or two. But, um, yeah, we could feel it dissolve as you loved yourself. And I had a guide, uh, Josea, who came to me several years ago, and it turns out he was a father a figure for me, and he was my father in Egypt, and he is an ascended master. He's already made it out the other side, and he has been helping me for several years. I haven't heard from him for a while, but he was very, he came at the time when I really doubled down with the course, and he 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 just kept pushing those course principles. And um Gosh, I just lost that thought. Where was I going with that? Um, shoot, on camera, I lose the thought. Um, the Ascended Master. Oh, I can't think. It's gone. But it, it, he he made it so that if the course principles were in my mind all the time. He wouldn't let it go. For about a year, he was with me, and he wouldn't let it go. And we just kept going over it and over it and over it. And, and you couldn't help but see that I mean, you have to, it's just your will pretty soon being being ugly about things if you don't want to let it go. You know, if you if you don't want to love yourself enough to feel better, well, then what are you doing? You know, I mean, you have to you have to decide, do I want to feel peace or don't I? Because sooner or later, I mean, the choice is up to you and free will. I'm going to talk in the next episode about that. You don't really have any free will about what's going to happen. It's it's a movie. It's a hologram. It plays out. But your free will choice, and Jesus corroborates this in the course, is that you can choose which master you're going to serve. Are you going to serve ego or the Holy Spirit, which is the voice for God? And, and Josea told me a lot about that, about the voice for God. 
he said to transform is to uh is to oh here's here's the thought i was going to share with you is to love yourself free he said love yourself free isn't that interesting yeah i don't know if yeah standing if you're still there but but that's what you did the other day was you loved yourself free and it worked and it worked yeah so yeah, yeah. you told me that in our very first session Oh, really? That was the whole goal of, of this. And, and I have that on my mirror as well. Love yourself free. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, because I realized I had my anger issue so deeply entrenched and it had so many lifetimes behind it, which was just a big ball of energy. And uh, and I finally got the message. You know, I mean, love yourself. My God, why are you wanting to be miserable? You know, and then I thought, okay, I'll listen to what, I'll put it into practice. And, and I really, wow, now I'm making so much headway so fast. That's the thing. Once you get the ball rolling, but don't beat yourself up if it keeps coming up and you think you've cleared it because there are layers and some, uh, one of the greatest course teachers that I just love, Gary Renard uh, has said, Hey, you know, it's a process. It, It comes up and then you're good for a while and it comes up and then finally it doesn't clear anymore. So when it comes up again, say, Oh, good. Here's another opportunity to feel better because you will, you know, so if it comes creeps up again in a year or two or whatever, or even tomorrow, you just know that you're just going to love yourself free again. And pretty soon it gets faster and faster, not to acknowledge the ego at all to just say, Oh, you know, because the ego will start in your head again about, Oh, you know, and all the things that ex-husband did or all the things that gal did to me or whatever my family did to me or whatever. And, and you just want to stop it on a dime and forget it. Don't even listen to it. I have one last thing to share because we're almost out of time. I said to Holy Spirit the other day, because the ego was hammering me about anger, something had happened and I was really, really mad. And it was a really old hurt. And I said, help. I, I, I'm hearing, I'm being hammered by the ego. And I heard, do not focus on your anger or the ego anymore. Don't try to win the battle of the ego. Only focus on your divinity. And it changed everything for me. Only focus on your divinity, which is the whole point of this, this session today. So Sandy, thanks so much for calling in. I so appreciate it. I, uh, I've been blessed to work with you and, uh, and I, I think everyone is blessed by your message today. So uh, again, this is Finding Your Peace with Shelly J. Miller. I'll be back in two weeks from now on a Sunday at two. If you're live streaming, if not, you can catch the podcast here or on my website. They're loaded on my website, ShellyJMiller.com. Be sure to get in contact with me. And when you you do join the mailing list, if you want to, because I have a YouTube channel that's being built up with lots of help for you. And I send out very helpful emails and let you know when the next events are coming up and things like that. ShellyJMiller.com. And I will see you next time. We will be talking about something that's very important because there's a lot of confusion going on right now. It is kind of like the Antichrist where there's so much information coming in that isn't true that humanity's focus focus is being pulled all over the place. And I want to straighten that out for you so that you can have a pure beacon of light to follow doing all these crazy times. And that is uh, that is about uh, how the importance of knowing who you are, because it will literally save your life. You think you're living now, but you're you're not you're, <laughs> you're you're not the living. You have to shift over into pure light to be able to make it out alive, honestly. And we'll talk about that next time. So uh, it's been my pleasure to be with you. If I can be of service, please get in touch with me. And I'm going to look forward to uh, telling you about evolution. It's going to be a little shocking for you, 
evolution and involution next time and which path you want to be on. So I look forward to seeing you again on Finding Your Peace in the next episode. And thanks for joining me today. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShellyJMiller.com.